Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview and ask, what's my thesis? And today, my guest is Claire Gatto. Is it like, is it like cat in Spanish? Cat in Italian, yeah. Oh, gatto. Yeah, so two it, yeah, T's. Yeah, so it has the stronger, the stronger mm -hmm. T. Yep. Like, uh, it's funny how pizza, anytime you have two letters like that. So you're Italian? Yeah, my dad is, yeah, my dad is Italian, my mom is German, so I'm just... Like, how many generations American are you? My mom, on my mom's side, three, my dad's dad moved over from Italy. So, I'm from Ohio, is the real answer. <laughs> You're from Ohio? No, no. Yeah. I, I'm just trying yeah. to... I could, no, because no. I have a connection to Italy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't not judging. I'm just trying to figure no. out... Actually, the the real judgmental question that I had, mm -hmm. which was cartoonish, was like, is your dad like, hey, or is he like, hey? <laughs> like, uh, <in> a, <laughs> have you, you seen Parks and Rec? Uh, yeah, I just don't remember the Italian character. Maybe There's you not can one. Me. My dad okay. is like Ron Swanson, but... Oh, Okay. But like the Italian cigar smoking version, like All right. gold, that gold chain good. mustache. <laughs> and he's from the old country. Did he grow up there? My grandpa did. Yeah. And, um, and then my dad grew up in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, I'm sure everybody has a complete misconception of who your parents are now. <laughs> or, is it, or do you think... Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're just, they're, um, he's a funny, he's a funny, quiet man. When he makes a joke, you know, he's making a joke, but he's good but people. He, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm yeah. just trying. I'm just saying that like when you say New Jersey Italian, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure we have no idea what, what the man is actually like. And we're just getting this like cartoon in our head. You know what I mean? This like That's not at all your fault because you misdescribed him. I'm just saying like yeah. there's baggage. <laughs> he says things like human and get the scissors <laughs> from the draw. Like he's from, human. yeah, he's from like Jersey City and then Newark and then a small town outside of Cranbrook so or outside of Newark called Cranford but yeah they're Jersey Italian we love to see it and then my mom is from Ohio and they met out in Missouri actually and moved back to Ohio yeah then I grew up there that's cool my sister spent some time in Ohio and then how did you end up in, uh, in Michigan? Are you in Detroit or? Yeah, I'm in Detroit. Okay. Um, I moved to Detroit Gerald for was, grad school. Gerald was actually tricking me. He was in California and I, <laughs> I was like, like, he was in LA at the same time zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, I didn't expect to have someone from LA on right now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, oh, how did yeah. you get to so, Detroit? Grad school. Grad school. And where was that? Cranbrook. That's how I know Chelsea. Is that like a, I, I mean that I know the name. Is that, is that a good school? I, it, in, uh, it, uh, is it, a, is it like impressive to like people when you introduce yourself to at your parents' parties and stuff? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's one of the small grad school. It's like the small grad school outside of Detroit. Um, it's like a really, <clears throat> 
just an art grad school. It's oh, tries really? to model okay. itself after sort of like some of the German schools and the Finnish schools. Um, like has like a heavy history. Yeah. Okay. Has like a heavy history in design, like mid-century modern design. Um, and the high school though is a pri- so it's like a grad school. Okay, first off, I'm living in Detroit. Bloomfield Hills is one of the rich- richest suburbs in America, and it's like 20 minutes north of Detroit. Mm. And that is where Cranbrook is. And within Bloomfield Hills, Cranbrook is its own gated community. And I feel like that says a lot about the school, right? Um, it's a great school. It's a great community. Um, great artists come out of there, but it's definitely weird. <laughs> it's definitely weird? Uh, yeah. Well, because okay. it's also a private boarding high school. So, like, Mitt Romney went there to the high school. Okay. And then you have this, like, art grad school that has, like, 100, st- 100 art grad students just, like, losing their mind in, like, these one street of this community that looks like an English village. like <laughs> <laughs> English but, village in, in like, Michigan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it like looks, it has like an English garden and like a ha- you go to like the Cranbrook house and then you walk through the gardens and yeah. around the pond. And um, you could never do that out here. You could never like fake an English garden because it's just so dry. Yeah. So it, it's even for me, it's like, it's taking me to another place, right? Like, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, it's beautiful, and so like, but it's so fabricated. Even the, it's sort of like hilly and beautiful, and it is known that even the hills are manufactured. They like re, you know, regraded the area to oh, make really? it feel like it was rolling hills. Is yeah. what the. That might not be a full fact. That's what the narrative is, <laughs> you yeah. know? No, I mean, that's, but I mean, that, the, that seems pretty plausible, especially like this is again, getting into the, like, sort of like what I was saying about Jersey and your dad, but like my, I've never been to Michigan. So let's just start right there. Yeah. My perception of Michigan, and that may be tied into just kind of my perception of just how like Americans and just humans in general, like, to me, it was, it's, all right. Do you know what the uh, Adams for Peace program was? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so for those that don't know, Adams for Peace was when they tried to start, like, using nuclear weapons to, like, uh, just reshape landscapes. And they wanted to, like, build canals with that. They tried fracking with it, but all the, all the, uh, the stuff was irradiated, right? Like, it was all useless, right? <laughs> like, every, all, the, all the things that you wanted was just, like, toxic, and so it, to, to me, like there's definitely like industries that come up in certain places. Like I imagine Michigan being very much of that, not necessarily like, oh, we're going to blow up atoms, but that sort of idea of like reshaping the landscape, like the fucking Washington Monument. Or no, not the, the Mount Rushmore, that kind of fucking spirit of like, we can do it, but, but n- never asking, should we? <laughs> not that the hills is on the same level as Mount Rushmore, because I know Rushmore is very pl- problematic right now. And, and it should be. I'm not 
like minimizing that, but, but it's uh, like, to me, like when I think of that and I think of boomers, like that's what okay boomer means to me. And in that sense, like, it's so valid. It's like, fuck you. It's not ageism. It's like, you guys are fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what did you do? Um, What happened? We are here now. Thank you, boomer. Um, (laughs) You know, you will die before you see the seeds or the the fruit of your labor. Yeah. I'm like, and being from Ohio, Michigan and Ohio are like a little, they're different. They're quite different in a lot of ways. Mostly that Michigan has the upper peninsula, which is like stunning. Like so beautiful. I went to Lake Superior for the first time and was just like, Oh shit, this is the the most like clear, clean water I have ever seen in my entire life. Um so Michigan has that and Ohio's just like pretty flat and I don't know, I think about Ohio as I I love it. Um but it it uh, leaves leaves you wanting, you know. Like I'm from Columbus and it's a big city in the Midwest, I guess, but it just feels like a town. Like it never felt like a city. And that to me, bro, I'm from Miami and you can tell because I started the sentence with bro, but (laughs) (laughs) that's the same feeling. Like it's just, it's just one continuous small town. You know, the same people. It's hard to really bridge out because everybody's kind of clickish. Is that Ohio as well? Or, Or are people social? When I got out to LA, I was like, damn son, you can meet people out here. You know, because yeah. everybody talks to you like you're important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think of, uh, there's this thing that I call Midwestern niceness. Uh-huh. And it's where like everyone's smiling at you and they're waving to you. And like um, it like is friendly in that way. But I grew up in Columbus and like a couple of very different neighborhoods growing up. So like on a farm in the suburbs, um, and this part is a city called Franklinton. So I grew up in like a couple of different areas. So I also feel like the way I feel about Columbus is I'm like, I, I did know lots of people in lots of different areas of the city, like out, like I said, like out on farmland with like chickens and four wheelers and also in like the suburbs. Which was shit that my sister, actually my sister lives van life now. So Okay. That's, that must have spoken to her. Now that I, now you just click something in my brain, but uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. That that's that's interesting. I'm I'm sure. Like, I don't know. Like, what? The, can you tell me a little bit more then about the differences about uh, Detroit? Like, because you're because I feel like is that does that have rural? Because all right. I'm just going to ask you, like, you know, because I remember I was actually in Barcelona in like 2010 Mm -hmm. uh, and there was this like school and I know bougie, but like uh, I was there was these um, there were these kids that were on a program and they were coming from Detroit. And I remember asking them about because that was like when things weren't going well then. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. am I mistaken? What? what, what, I don't even. So what I've been in, in 2010. This, I've been in Detroit for six years. So, and there's this thing about there's like all sorts of narratives around Detroit. I think like you have white flight in the 60s. You have 
like Reagan's fucking regime in the eighties. And then you have the housing crash in the mid two thousands. And wait, actually that's interesting because, um, now I want to, there's a piece I've only seen pictures of that, uh, Chelsea has, has about Reagan. The, and, the war and on partying. Yeah. And sorry, war, the war on partying. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great title. She's good with yeah. that. <laughs> sorry. Chelsea's so good with. Yeah. yeah no. and, I would definitely yeah. want to give her mad props all this, the, uh, on all these episodes because uh, I wouldn't know you without her, but yeah. So when you, so, uh, okay, keep going. Is it okay, we're so, talking Detroit and all the, the mythical like moments that have hit it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's like also important for me. I'm like, I live in Detroit. I'm not from Detroit because there are all sorts. Fair enough. Of, fair enough. You know, there's so many narratives around the city and there's so much sort of like. Yeah. There, and there's yeah, so no, many, and, right. And, you know, and like we're familiar with them. I, I appreciate I think, that because I didn't know you had only been there for six years because uh, I don't know when you mm-hmm. went to grad school. But yeah. uh, so, so, but there was definitely – I forget what it was. It was like uh, – well, it was – no, you know what it was? It was the 2008 crash. It really fucked uh, Detroit and all the, the like working people over there because it was a mortgage crisis. I don't exactly remember how mm-hmm. it was linked. I just remember yeah. that in the news at the time – Detroit was was crazy fuck, but I guess you've answered my question adequately, right? Like we can move on because you 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 you've uh, elaborated on that being like a, a regular thing. Like it's a city that keeps getting hit, but I find it really important and interesting because it is a working class city, and you know we don't have to talk about NAFTA, but like it's I meet a lot of dudes out here. And when I mean dudes, I'm talking about dudes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that have moved out here and they're super progressive. And uh, and they're like, oh, my God, you don't know how bad and Trumpian it is over there, right? And, like, as someone who's from Miami and knows how Republican Miami can be, like, I also know that Miami is, a swing, is, is the swing state. Like, without mm-hmm. Miami, Florida never flips, right? Mm-hmm. So it's funny to me when people meet me and they're like, Oh, you're Republican? Oh, you're not Republican. Oh my God. That's also one of my favorite like microaggressions is like when people are like, oh, you're not Persian? <laughs> like <"Ugh." laughs> And it's like, oh my God, now I'm like taking on other people's like racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like other other races racism. Or, or I don't know. i I think I maybe have been programmed into thinking that I am <laughs> Muslim. <laughs> Even though I don't I'm not a practicing one. <laughs> but uh okay, so anyway. So, like, to me, that, that's interesting because I also think Michi- Michigan is not, like, a strictly Republican. Like, it's a blue state sometimes. Or is it, it's not a swing state? Or it's a swing state. It's a swing state. And it's a stink- swing state because of Detroit and Ann Arbor and Lansing sometimes, Grand Rapids sometimes. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, we're in, we're in Trump country for sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm from yeah. there too, but like, yeah, the exactly. peop- but my point is that like the people like my my beef is with yeah. people that move out here because I'm also from a, like 
I'm not judging the people from Michigan that come out here and then are so progressive and woke. I'm saying that my problem (laughs) is when you get out here and you stop advocating for like the humanity of the people, you know, like, because like, okay, here is the parallel for both. In my case, like people have legitimately experienced oppression. And yes, I am with people that point out that the embargo is a bad thing and it fucks with people. I'm a leftist. I'm lefter than pretty much anybody, but, and I, and I validate that, but like, you have to understand also like the psychology of like people are human. Right. And like, one of the things that I was trying to remind people is that like Republican uh, Cubans are not homophobic necessarily because a lot of their kids are gay because Miami is a, is a groovy, (laughs) groovy town. (laughs) And I think, and I think that a lot of Michigan is pro Trump because of NAFTA and NAFTA was something that Bush couldn't pass and, and Bill Clinton passed. And so I'm like, bro, it makes perfect sense if your job gets taken away from you, not from a pandemic, you know? Anyway, yep. that's a diatribe. But I do love that the, the, the politics are so complicated over there as they mm-hmm. are over here, right? So, yep. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so then also just like the city's politics and like what it means okay yeah i'm like we just had elections primary elections yesterday in for, detroit for what level of government um I, so i'm in hamtramck which is a city inside of detroit and we voted on the mayor city council um there was a proposal in detroit um called proposal p that would so, sorry be, can you back up a little bit uh, um, yeah you said city within detroit so detroit county no so there's um, hamtramck is two square miles and it's an island city within Detroit city limits. Okay, so it's like Coral Gables in in Miami. It's like not yeah. part of Miami, but it, it has its own. Like you have it, you write, have to write it out. You yeah. don't write Detroit on on the address yeah. when you're mailing something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Hamtramck's awesome though. It's super great. Detroit's amazing. So this Coral is, Gables is pretty cool too. Yeah. <laughs> to like rewind back to talking about just like living here and like the importance of me being like I live here I'm not from here it's like uh Detroit's one of like Detroit's motto is Detroit versus everybody and this city is like I like that shit the the I have a you know I have been here for six years now and I have met a lot of really really amazing people um and so actually if I get to give my thing I want to talk about now yeah sorry I've I just realized that we've been chatting and I haven't asked you a topic we can go long if you if you have the time go ahead yeah I don't so want to I don't want to miss out on what you have to teach me go ahead my 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 topic kind of like goes along with all of this actually it is thinking through like the power and fluidity of collaboration okay. my practice is like really rooted in col- collaboration on like a bunch of different levels um and like thinking about powership, power and ownership and authorship and just like thinking about the power of the collective. And so living here, I have made some like, made some like really amazing friends and met some really amazing collaborator. Collab- <laughs> I got you. You don't even have to finish it. Go ahead. Yeah. Like that are, that are from here that are born and raised here. Um, and I've learned so much about this city through through them and through being here. And it's it's a great place. I love being here. I definitely plan on staying. You know, I yeah. feel really invested. 
Uh, and I feel really grateful to have been like welcomed, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because I feel like there is sort of this weird, uh, sense of just having talked to, uh, you know, you, Gerald and, and, and uh, Chelsea at this point, and then knowing, you know, the people from Knox library who are coming up yeah. on the show. Okay. Yeah. So they're very, I, I, are they out and out communist? Is that, or they definitely promote a lot of, it's, I, I don't want to like define them because I do that on the show a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are like, actually, I don't, I, that's not how I'm like, Oh, you're a leftist too. And they're like, ah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it does seem like they're like, uh, I, I, I've been meaning to look up ex- the exact definition of mutual aid. Cause I hear a lot of people that I respect talking about it, but it seems like, there is that might be part of the resiliency that we perceive in a place like Detroit, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where where um, you know, like when I'm thinking about in the in the two after the 2008 crash, there was some weird shit with oh my god, my history, my American history is so bullshit, like everybody else's. But I remember it being really important, and there was like a, a possible bailout. There was a fight over a bailout. The WSA was involved. Um, it can't have gone that well because right now we have Frito-Lay, uh, like you guys, the Frito-Lay employees are on strike and you guys should all boycott that shit and research that. Do you know about this? Yes, I know about this. Okay. Well, fucking, this is what I'm talking about. Tell me about, tell us about it so that I can show people that people from Detroit actually give a shit about this. Go ahead. Yeah. So they're, so they're all we sh- we're boycotting. They are striking, right? Frito, um, and it also and that includes Dorito and stuff like that. It's a huge company. It includes so many, so many companies. I had no idea. You don't have there's to like, look it up. You can just go off your top no, of your head. Yeah. No, there. I just. I there's so many of them. And thinking like it, there was an Amazon worker strike earlier, and the Frito now and like reading the reports of what was going on in just like the conditions, the working conditions being shit, the wages being like shit and like not even shit, like unlivable as in folks died on the floor working and just like, and they made everybody continue working. Yes. And they were just like, we're not doing that. They didn't shut down for the day. So I've been looking at that one in particular. So, so, what people are made to do there, so they work 12-hour shifts, sorry, uh, seven days a week. And then on a random, they're asked to work like an extra four hours. Basically, they'll be asked to like leave at uh, uh, 7 a.m. and come back at like 3 p.m., right. right? And that's their time off. Their their families like are falling apart. Like it, it's sort of like <laughs> the stereotype of like cops getting divorced because the 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 job is too rough. Like they're fucking making potato chips, dude. <laughs> and so and, yeah, so so definitely like that. Anyway, so th- th- this I, let's tie back it tie this back into collaboration because I don't want to go uh, us to go off on a political rant. But I am really excited about Detroit because of this. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think that there is a labor tradition there that is impressive. And I and, and as an outsider, but Ohio as well. Right. Like what, what's Ohio's industry? 
Oh, so Ohio, you've got sort of three major cities, Cleveland, which is Rust Belt industry, Columbus, which has like all, it's more like education, new bank industry. Like it ha- there's a bunch of colleges there, Ohio State, one of the biggest in this country. And you've got a other smaller schools. So it's really like education heavy in industry actually it's just a big college town with um major insurance company hubs and bank hubs and then strangely like abercrombie the limited brands dsw all of their headquarters are in columbus also like a big fast food hub so like wendy's started in columbus uh white castle's headquarters are in columbus so it's just this like yeah when i think <laughs> it's like when you think about ohio and you're like what would be in columbus it's like wendy's and abercrombie but like the massive headquarters like that is columbus uh <laughs> anyway, so then do you find that you that ohio has a different culture in terms of this like um labor uh, uh like it seems to me that people care a lot about helping each other through times where capitalism is fucked yeah. right like that's the yeah. perception i'm getting getting especially not from necessarily for, i mean i i know chelsea's work and and i've gotten a sense of uh, gerald's work and uh, yep. I, and you do some some stuff that we can talk about a little bit later but yep. it seems to me like Especially with Knox, what I'm seeing yeah. from them, and, and, and we can maybe introduce them because so, people, because I'm just abstractly talking about them, but yeah. it's, it's, a, it's Knox Library. I'm really excited to talk about them. When I spoke to the uh, person that, my, my contact there, I forget, because she, uh, she didn't take, I, I, whoever was, she didn't take direct credit, so the name is lost. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like, hey, I want you on the show. And, there, and she was like, we are a collective, so I, but I'm happy to do the show, so I want to acknowledge that. And that, that tells you a lot about the organization in, in and of itself, right? So it's important right. to, to acknowledge that. But, um, but the idea of that, is that, so that's, is that something that it like, cause it sounds like you were saying Columbus is HQs, <laughs> HQs, yeah. may, the, the, the state with the HQs may not be the most labor. You know? Well, Cleveland's Rust Belt. Um, okay. And you think that's like, why they set up the, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's just like, if you look at Lake Erie, mm-hmm. right. Detroit is at the top Toledo's right here at the bottom. And then Cleveland's right here. And the three of them were really like Rust Belt industry, but Where's Pit- how does Pittsburgh fit into that? In Detroit, Toledo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Okay. Is there, am I missing a, a Rust Belt place? There are, there are more, but the, I think that those are the I main. The, yeah. The Cause it goes five. over. Yeah. And, and in you don't have to be a scholar. States. I'm. I'm just. No, I, yeah. I, I just. No. No. In, in, I mean, the, states, they, the, yeah. I asked about Pittsburgh because their team is called the Steelers, and I know it, yep. it steel rusts. So. Yeah. But, I think. Uh, I mean, Columbus also has its own. Has a lot of other industries. Mutual aid is is huge there. Um, can, do you sure. know, can you help me understand mutual aid a little bit better? Because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just getting familiar with the concept, and I'm throwing it out there, but. I don't necessarily like have a full grasp on it. 
I so when I think about mutual aid, I think and about it's, it's okay the, if you don't know the actual definition. I don't. On this show, I don't. I, on this show, Wing's definitions are, are understood. My, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is my sort of way of thinking about mutual aid is sort of like collecting, collectively coming together to support each other. So like a mutual aid. An example, like you've seen a ton of examples right now with the floods that just happened in Detroit and mutual aid being like folks coming together to donate Clorox, mops, trash, trash bags, and then those getting distributed to to the community. Um, So I think about it as like a voluntary exchange of goods to help each other, right? It's just, in my mind, it's just us taking care of us. Uh, without sort of going through any higher streams. And so I think like Knox, for example, right? They organize a bunch of mutual aid. Um, they they work with the books, right? Yeah, exactly. They give Sorry, away free I, I books. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, yeah. They also do an awesome book club. If you are looking to have really great conversations about books, they do a book club. What I love about their book club is that I actually haven't been able to participate, but I like talk to people about it all of the time. They'll take things that like society of the spectacle by D by Gita board, which like feels really heady to read and they will, you'll read it with them, but also they'll distribute it. They'll help distribute it for free in the book club. They really like collaborate with folks to lead the discussions that like know the text and you break it down together. And it's not this like, so even the way that they function as an organization, right? It's about, yeah, they're doing all of the organizing of the things, but they're, they're sharing the power. And I think when Danielle or whomever from Knox (laughs) is like, we're a collective and I want to acknowledge it. That's part of that like ethos of mutual aid that like, it's not just one of us, it's all of us. And it's that collaboration, right? Like Knox is... Well, let me just say real quick, as a, as a tourist and someone who is intoxicated with Detroit, you speak very well of it. So I want to give you your authority. I I want to empower you because, because you, you, you know, like, uh, I haven't necessarily had conversations directly about Detroit or I tried to, or not that, not not that, uh, that, that was the only thing that was to talk about with Chelsea, but I think as an outsider, it's sort of like talking to somebody who's like, why is this place so drawing you in, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think I've been in L.A. so long that I've lost that, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, I, like I'm like, uh, uh, why the fuck am I here? It's just suffering, you know? We just made, <laughs> we made homelessness illegal. Like, literally. I saw that. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So this is like healing. I you you you've literally made me think like, fuck. Maybe that's my next place. <laughs> I mean, it's an It's such an awesome place. It's such an awesome place. I really mm. love it here. But Very... you know what? That, that, but I will acknowledge. But the that. winters are tough. The winters. No, are and tough. and it's an illusion because I moved out here thinking this was going to be a liberal mecca, and then I realized this is like the most right wing fucking place. Like yeah. if 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 people think that covid is going to like um be solved by democrats and they didn't see that 
you know, like if they're like, oh, it's Republicans, they don't wear masks, like fuck off. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I'm talking about with people being like, like they're like holier than. And uh, uh, I, I, I just feel like it's like this sense of like, this all it sucks for everybody. Yeah. And and in a broader sense, life sucks for everybody. It's like who's to say we're better at suffering, right? Like than anybody else. You know, and, yeah. and and sometimes people are just like, oh, no, but like, let's be hopeful about the system. I'm like, what's that getting us, dude? You know, mm-hmm. like, but anyway, sorry, I'm just I'm well, just like my hopelessness is coming out. We're collaborating oh. on making me feel better. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like mutual aid and collaboration sort of in my head go hand in hand. Right. In this where it's like, yeah, I know this traditional structure of care with mutual aid, like doesn't isn't really helping so we're gonna like do it ourselves and we're gonna do it in a way that like we're gonna listen to folks and do what they need you know and that's I think what's so great like I love Knox I think that they're great and I will be their hugest fan of it all day we don't have to keep promoting them though we can talk about you a little bit more too but I do think that that ethos is fascinating to us right but the chain of connection, right? Like Knox often works with Gerald, um, the collaborative group that I'm going to talk about bulk space that I'm a part of. Like, and I was going to ask you about that. Cause it's in your, it's your, it's oops. not going to show up in the video, but it is, it's, <laughs> it's uh, my name. S A R bulk yeah. space artist residency. Yeah. Right? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a part of bulk space. We have worked with Gerald. We have worked with Knox and like, think like, love what they do and so yeah the, as my I just realized my name says no um, you shouldn't I've, be embarrassed it's not going to show up in the in the recording in the thing um, yeah, yeah yeah so I'm I'm a part of a of a this collective bulk space it's awesome um it's what do you guys what so how many artists what like what's the what's what's the organization like are you a, a, a artist space are you a collective that shows <laughs> the different spaces um, right. So we are a little bit of everything. We are predominant. We have had, will have in the sort of middle of trying to fix up a physical space, but we started as like an, an, an idea, which is, yeah, the, the collect through the collective effort, we take up more space and thinking about how we could sort of like take up more space to create more space to take up more space to create more space. And just the Dova who's a part of this used this analogy one time when we were talking about power, she was like, power isn't a ladder. It's a hurricane. And the more folks we get in, the more power we hold. Um, and I just love that. I'm a, I'm a teacher too. I teach at Wayne state and the college for creative studies here. Um, and I went to private grad school and I like existed. I never really existed in the capital A art world, but I really have no, in some ways we all do, right? Like when I think about- so the, How do you like, define capital A art world? Actually, that's a, that's a, I'm curious about that. As someone from Detroit versus someone from LA. Museum shows- the traditional path of success as an artist. Okay. So like, no. So then our capital A is the same. Just curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I, I love making work. I make work about, so I make work about like speculative bodies and like I'm genderqueer and I have a sensory integration disorder. And so like my body for a, a bunch of reasons has always been like, I felt weird in it. And sensory integration disorder. Can you mm-hmm. expand on that? Yeah. So I'm dyslexic. So this, uh, all of the, that, okay. that's, that, that, that resonates. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and, and gender like, queer is interesting too. I don't want to dismiss that, but like, no, but, I mean, but this might be more accessible to me. <laughs> the, the, so my sensory integration disorder, um, my sensory inputs sort of misfire and it, and it, for me, it's different for everyone. For me, I got diagnosed when I was in high school. I had to like go to an occupational therapist and play DDR and they gave me like special body brushes and like I had to brush my body. And for the Zoomers, DDR is Dance Dance Revolution because that's a millennial (laughs) thing. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I have a crazy Zoomer. That was like, that was like the, that was the therapy where like these dog combs and like to try to just get my body aligned. Um, So it comes into my work and it like comes into my life some, some ways it's like, sometimes I really don't like to be touched because it, it's like activating in a way that's like, this is freaking me out. And sometimes I don't know that I'm being touched because my sensory input is like wonky. Um, Whoa. Yeah. That's intense, man. It is. I I can't, I can't even like, I, I can sort of like uh, analogize, relate, but not like that's that. I, I never, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it like looks different for different folks, but the yeah, way yeah, yeah. I found out I had it um, was I grew, like I said, I grew up on a farm. I grew up around horses and grew up riding them. And when I was in high school, I was like, I'm too cool for this. I'm not going to be a horse girl. <laughs> which whoa wait hold on <laughs> right <laughs> all right and that was that's the gender queer me. part <laughs> yeah that was, exactly exactly high school me was like was too cool we're not doing this and i started failing math um and i got like they were like what is going on like i love i honestly loved math i'm so whatever i loved calculus I love graphing. Anyway, so all of a sudden, getting everything wrong on my scantrons, but all the work is right. And they were like, what's going on? And it's like part of the sensory disorder was like, I couldn't follow A to B, like not even a little bit. And one of the main therapies. Wait, you couldn't follow A. Sorry, say that again. You couldn't follow A to B. Like like one A and then it'd be like B down here. Like I couldn't go across those little bubble lines. You know what I mean? I can relate to this part. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it turned out that one of the therapies for sensory integration disorders is horseback riding because you, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you activate so many different so, uh, parts of your so body. So what's, what's that called? That's, uh, that's, that, uh, that's that therapy that the Christians do? <laughs> right? Uh, oh, man. Listen. It's the iron is like, no, you're a girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, Fuck. What's that therapy called? It's fucking... Conversion therapy. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, joke's on me. And uh, now I'm playing DDR and brushing myself with soft combs like soft tooth combs so the reason okay i to this day still have this this problem and and uh it comes up regularly i had a girlfriend who could who who looked at it like it was a bar trick or like some like like it was like like she was amazed by the 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 sensory like problem that 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 uh was the cause of this but like i still if you give me a number with too many digits or a decimal and digits and too many digits. Um, I will say a different number than what it is. And yeah. that, and so, so for me, dyslexia, and I also had motor, motor, motor coordination problems. I can draw, but I had yeah. Yeah. terrible handwriting. I still have terrible handwriting, right? So when you were talking about the A to B, like if I have to compare two numbers and see if they're the same. I can literally yeah. hold them right on top of each other. Like this is one and this is the other. And like, and, and I'm like, is it the same? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tell me. Yeah. So yeah, I relate right? to that. And yeah. going back to like the collaborative effort, like, oh my God. You know, speaking of collaborative, I actually went on this crazy hike in LA and I found this place that is, um, it's not to go too off topic, but, no. uh, it, it's like, uh, it's, it's, I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to like <laughs> run into anyone that listens to the show, but it's an angel's forest and it's this Canyon. And basically you have like two directions you can go in, but then there's this like really steep hike in. And I was trying to find a shortcut because I like the chill part. <laughs> That you can right. go for a while. And I was hoping I could just climb down the... There's like a waterfall, mm -hmm. but right now it's dry. So I was hoping I could do that. So I mm -hmm. went. I had a great time. I did my hike. I was like, oh, man, I worked extra. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get, take this shortcut and all of that. Yeah. And, and basically what I ended up was in... And I followed someone else, right? I wouldn't have done it by myself because that's the fucking dumbest shit. Like, right? Like, to go, oh, let me go explore by myself. And if I get fucking... Down this dry waterfall. <laughs> yeah. So, like, these guys were already up there. I climbed. And I was like... I went up there. They ended up passing me. And we ended up... Like, I, there was this point where I just got frustrated. I was like this isn't a fucking shortcut. I'm just stuck in another Canyon that has no way out. <laughs> and then the fucking anxiety of like coming back. But yep. the, the reason I bring it up is that like, I saw them and I checked in with them cause they had passed me. Cause I had taken a break cause I was fucking exhausted after the climb. Mind you, I'm, ta I'm taking a shortcut. <laughs> yep. And so I get to the end of it and I'm saying hi to them. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back. And I get disoriented because there's a, a place where it's like, it's kind of hard to figure out if you're going or coming. Right. Yep. And I got turned around and I'm exhausted. Right. And I'm like, fuck, I'm lost. And I'm like, well, these guys aren't that far. And these other yep. people aren't that far. 
So I'm like, help. I'm lost at the top of my fucking lungs. Oh, shit. Nobody heard me. <laughs> oh, shit. And I did it again. And I think I did it like three or four times. And I was like, let's not freak myself out by realizing how alone I am. And I just walked the way that I thought. And I came back to them. And then as I was coming down, <clears throat> climbing back down the, the waterfall, I like, I kind of, I didn't stumble, but like it looked like I stumbled because I was putting on my backpack and the people down at the bottom of the waterfall were freaked out. They were like, oh, they thought I was going to fall. <laughs> and they were I like got totally like, ready to catch you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. That wasn't even the scary part for me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you were like, I just got lost. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I was like, I was yelling out and it's like, you guys caught me thinking that I was like an asshole and you just didn't know what, like, you caught me at the wrong part of how much of an asshole I was being. <laughs> but, like, the no mutual, like, like the comfort, the comfort, like, of just, like, being out there and being like, hey, guys, I was so fucking alone. <laughs> being like, no, yeah, here we go. You're, <laughs> not, the, you're not alone in that. Yeah, it's and it's the closest thing to it. it the, the other close thing is sort of like, and not to get religious, but it's like when you're like at your fucking lowest and you just reach out to like the, the void <laughs> and you're like, please don't fuck me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up, I also grew up Catholic. So, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Like, Did I bring up that I was Catholic or could you just oh, no. tell? <laughs> I, the, when you said when you when you said reach out to the void and then you actually reached <laughs> out to the void and I was like oh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> there's a rosary in those hands touche <laughs> <laughs> touche yeah yeah I can't I have I have cru uh, crucifixes that I can't throw out even though I don't believe anymore anyway you were saying you were yeah. Catholic I have a I have a Mary statue in my backyard with a rosary around it that like is one of those rosaries I got when I was younger. They were like, this one's from the Vatican. And I was like, I guess it's been touched by a Pope and I can't ever throw it out. So I just like bring it with me. And I'm not a, not a believer. Not believer. No. Uh, that's well, a, that's, that's another, a conversation that's a, for another podcast. <laughs> no, we're, we still got time, man. I, we're, we're, I'm actually going to dig because yeah. we're both Catholic. I'm, yep. I'm Roman Catholic in Rome. So I yeah. had the, the I, I used to go to the Vatican as uh, Christian art and Catholic art specifically. Yep. I say Christian art a lot of the time because I think of that as Christian art, but like yep. in American, it's Catholic, right? But like, it, yeah. Because it's not yeah. Protestant and like over here, like we're weirdos for yeah. the way we were raised. But um, yeah, like. Do you, what, 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 uh, how do you think it has affected you as a non-practicing Catholic? Because that's, it ties into our con concept of mutual aid, it community, does. collaboration, belief as collaboration, right? Like It does. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting. I haven't, why I was like, this is for another podcast is I have a really complicated relationship with, uh, religion and faith. I am You don't have to go Catholic. that deep. <laughs> no, no, but this, it, it, my answer needs this was raised Catholic and Lutheran and at some point ended up in another more shaky cult-like situation. And so this idea of mutual aid is also like, we keep us safe. Like 
And I think that goes into Catholicism where it's like you go to church, yeah. And at least in my growing up with it, it was like you have faith and trust in the people around you. And also the church I grew up in was also like, and you do good. And I was like, but what is, why do you get to define that for me? You know, because I also was like closeted and gay. And they were like, no, no, not today. And I was like, says who? You know, as I think, and like at our school, I went to Catholic school also. So it's like we had to wear jumpers. Mm-hmm. One of my friends in high school was in the middle of transitioning and they made him wear a wig. They married him wear a Marilyn Monroe wig around school because he was by wearing pants. He was improper in like not his proper uniform because we were supposed to be wearing our jumpers. So they made him wear a wig. Like I, so, my, this is, <laughs> so transitioning, what direction was the transition going? Just to, so that I understand male. the, huh? Female to male, female to male. Female to male. And yeah. then they were making them conform. I'm going to use them because I don't know yeah. the proper pronoun. But yeah. they were, okay. Just, yeah. They were, just to they clarify. were misgendering him. Yeah, they were misgendering okay. him by putting him in as, a wig as, and a jumper. As the, to the biological, <laughs> like they were posing exactly. bio, biology on him. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Is I don't know if that's appropriate, but that's that's those are the words that came yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm trying. <laughs> I, I, I definitely. Right? Like, that's all I think. For me, that's all I'm doing too, right? It's just trying no, to no, like, no, no, figure no. it I, out. I'm, I, 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 have, I have sympathy for, for the person's situation. So, I, yeah. you know, like, again, my whole point is to humanize people, Republican right. or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? This is, like, this is the whole thing for me um, is it's like, even in those situations, like I share that story because we are friends still. And he is like, yeah, when you talk about your relationship to this school, the school you went to has like a super close alumni pool and everyone from high school still, a lot of them still hang out. And I'm still friends with those folks too. Um, But it's like, again, there's this narrative. It is narrative about community that didn't exist as true for me. Um, no, so that's interesting. Yeah. And it ties into that. Yeah. So, so, so there's a illusory community, right? And it's also interesting, you know, I like, th- I'm not trying to draw a parallel between this, mm-hmm. but to some extent there is something relational to like, how do I say this? Even in the Knox situation, the impulse, like the Knox Library situation, the impulse is to have someone help you understand a text, right? Mm-hmm. I think in the Knox situation, it's more contemporarily relative, relevant, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if I'm doing, if I'm making a a moral judgment, I think there's more help mm-hmm. involved in the Knox Library situation, right? I'm not equating the two, but I do think that there is there is that element of like following leadership, right? Like, um, <clears throat> I don't want to fucking be the one that knocks down all the doors. I want to follow that push, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be Martin Luther King. Not that I could be, but you get what I'm saying? Like 
it didn't work out. <laughs> but this is the thing about Knox is it's not just, and I love that I'm so excited to listen to them talk after me talking so much I'm about them. I'm super excited. Uh, like you can but, tell. <laughs> but this is the thing about them is it's like they, the, they're collectively deciding, right? Like yes. every, it's not just like follow the leader blindly. It's like they're collectively deciding like, who are we going to listen today to, to facilitate something also to not to like, teach you and the traditional ways of teaching right so it's like they really work within and this is something like at bulk space right I said like we're creating space and it's part of the reason I love what they do because I love the way they create and hold space for folks to just like come as they are like show up at a park get a free book yeah like there's this text that everyone has told you you're supposed to get you don't get it let's like oh no no no, no. you know like dude i i mean i am i am just like if 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 knock space is doing anything i am just as guilty of it right like like it's it's yeah you no 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 no. i i and 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 i i i just kind of want to like go back to some of the other stuff that we're talking about without getting like without without sort of putting it on Knox and equating the, and just to reclarify that I'm not equating yeah. them to religion, but like yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> is that like, I'm saying, I, I'm not saying I'm actually humanizing the people that want to learn. Like mm-hmm. I put, I pe- I put the people that want to understand, um, the things that Knox are explaining the same way as I put the same place that I would put like a Scientologist. Right. Like it's the onus, like if someone's selling you something and you like, okay, buyer beware. Yeah. And all of that. But at the same time, like there is, it's, you know, there's a lot of different things that can sell you on shit. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I I don't agree with everybody from my culture politically. Right. So I just want to be clear about that. I, you you know, like I, I'm, I, I think that what I, what I think that, uh, the point that I'm more trying to make and actually the transition that I'm trying to make, my smooth face came on, is yeah. I want to talk about the cult because I, there's cultish there's there's cultish tendencies in my Catholic family as well. So I want mm-hmm. to discuss that. But <clears throat> so I don't think Knox Library is a cult. <laughs> <laughs> They're absolutely not because. I, I, no, yeah. but what I'm saying, <laughs> what <laughs> What, what, oh my the, god! The, I can't the, believe this is how we got <laughs> to these people that I love so much. I'm like, no, they're definitely not a cult. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is a human and reasonable thing is to want to rely on other people's expertise for insight, and I think mm-hmm. that that, in a very profound level, is what we're what the issues that we're having even with COVID right now, because yep. <laughs> you, you know, who the fuck knows what, like right now in LA County, the sheriff isn't enforcing the, the fucking law. <laughs> You're right. Like the, 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 yep. the state mandate because the CDC isn't enforcing it, but like, you know, like it just gets so fucking weird. So, yep. so all I'm saying is like the, the, the desire to have someone tell you, how to understand things or cliff notes things or summarize things is very human. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, that's the whole thing, right? Like the going back to being at Catholic school or thinking and, about and, and family. Into cults. <laughs> Cause I want to talk about cults. that. I'm a huge cult aficionado. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and thinking about the way, like, it is superhuman to want to know. It is superhuman to, like, acknowledge, like, I don't know someone, teach me. And there are people that will empower you to, like, to learn and question and, like, to not control your learning, you know? And then there are people like cults that will see your hunger to learn and capitalize on it. I think about like psychic vampires, like people that come to you and just drain you your energy, right? They're not like, you're like, how am I so tired after spending 15 minutes with you? How do you know, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like, yeah, (laughs) right. But it's also like, so yeah, I think that's for me, that's one of the main differences, but yeah, cults are, you know, cults are a spectrum too. (laughs) But I think it's part of that spectrum of the collaboration, right? Because it it ties into group think and it goes into that sort of like that, the the belief system that boomers have. Now I'm not saying- Okay, no, okay, go this ahead. Is, this is that good shit. Okay, I saw All right, that, oh, okay, you're into it. Okay, I, I, I thought you were going to disagree. As someone that like fully believes in collaboration, and also as someone that like was actually in a cult where like my finances were controlled, <gasps> I, yeah. Oh, you're coming back on the show. I'm booking you like <laughs> next month, dude. Okay. I seriously, oh no, you're coming back. You're coming so, back when we're talking cults. That's okay. it, you're booked. We, Go we ahead. can do it. We can do it. I would love to. So as someone that was in a cult and as someone that firmly believes in collaboration, let me talk to you about the differences. <laughs> no, but, but, but I mean, but like but, actually, right. Like I, but I there's a collaborative that, sense of creating reality in cults and there, and exactly. there is a leadership, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish like Kanye, but, but go ahead. <laughs> but within, but within collaboration and within like you, you show up as fully yourself. And, ah. and like, you're, you're not asked, you're not controlled, you know, like maybe you're held accountable, but you're not. Um, and this was also why I was like, I, yeah, my time at Cranbrook was kind of weird. Cause I was like, this feels like a cult. It's an institution that everyone believes in. And like, we're all here having a great time and we're living on an English hillside, but I thought I was moving to Detroit. Like what's ha- my reality is totally shifted um but working in collaboration the way i think about collaboration is also like i work i collaborate with a lot with this artist Kara Goot. we went to college together we actually went to grad school together we make work together and when we have collaborative exhibitions i show work that i just made Kara shows work that she just made and then we show some pieces that we made together or like who made it is a little blurry, but we always have our own work within like our own clearly distinct pieces in conversation with each other as part of the collaboration. And so in like, even in collaborative making, when I make, it's like you, we, you show up as yourself. And maybe sometimes within collaboration, it is to like attempt to have a singular voice. Um, or like to create a piece that is ours together. Um, but I think a lot that like the, the power in collaboration again comes to that, that idea that like 
when one of us does well, we're all doing well. And it's like this thing that starts to happen where when you like remove competition and you start collaborating, like Kara got a grant. So Kara paid me to do some work, which got me some other work. So I hired her to do something else. And it's like, again, different sort of mutual aid, right? But like, and that's, that's collaborative, but not like in a cult. When well, it sounds like the main, the main distinction sounds to me from what you're saying is uh, mm-hmm. boundaries. Yep. Boundaries? Yep. Uh, uh, like, uh, so implied in that, which is another separation. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, texted. Go. No, 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 no. It's just loud. I don't have to answer it. I'm like yeah. just annoyed <laughs> and interrupted. Yeah. Uh, it sounds to me like the main difference is that, oh, all right. Like there, you there needs to be some level of like personhood to be able to mm-hmm. collaborate to begin with, right? Like mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> some sense of identity and sense of being able to set your own boundaries, which is going back, you know, like to tie this in back into the difference between Knox and Colts, uh, you know, no. to like <laughs> <laughs> dig myself out of that hole. Oh <laughs> uh, my! My camera is. Is it overheating? I don't know. Oh, you look like a like VR room right now. Yeah, I think it, it did overheat. Oh no. Yeah, it keeps shutting off. Uh we can just finish the conversation like this. I'll put okay. a picture of me. Oh, there I am. Are um, you back? <clears throat> so, uh sorry, what were we saying? Uh okay, we, oh, okay. We the difference between uh, Knox and Colts. Uh it, it, you know like <laughs> I'm going to make me laugh I'm, every time. I'm, I'm, I'm poking fun, obviously. Yeah, I know. I, essentially what I'm saying when I say the difference between Knox and cults is the, the difference between a labor party, you know, like a different yep. difference between, uh, uh, what's it called? Socialism essentially. Cause mm-hmm. right. Like, and I think that, all right, actually that's a good, uh, transition to make a point that I like to make is that, um, I think that, <clears throat> You know, going back to the thing about being a Cuban person who understands the plight of the Cuban uh, Republican and that the fact, you know, like, let, before I make the broader point, my grandfather was a person who owned a, um, a, um, a bono, uh, fertilizer factory, right? And he, he, he ran this thing for years. He built it up for himself. He was a capitalist, right? He married my grandmother, who was the daughter of a judge. So aristocracy, right? Like, straight up, they were the, they were the Republicans of Cuba anyway. <laughs> when, the, when the revolution started, they were into it. it they, they, they bought into it. They were excited about it, right? Because there was a lot of corruption in government. I don't know that, that that's not that's me making a leap from them telling me yeah no we yep. were we were into it then it, it took a turn my grandfather uh he who's passed away my grandmother is turning uh 98 today um during at the time of this recording so I need to call her after this and it's on <laughs> the schedule birthday. uh yeah uh, so uh my grandfather when the government took over he um 
<clears throat> became subordinate to another guy, right? And the other guy was in charge now of doing the uh, of like running the the fertilizer factory. So the guy didn't have any experience. He fucked up, and he put all the fertilizer like or he put all the chemicals without sifting through them and it fucked the whole uh, crop of fertilizer my grandfather told him no you got to do it like this he was like ah nah fuck you you know my grandfather was telling him how to run his own business <laughs> mm-hmm. right and i was like and then my mom told me this when she was telling me the story she was like hey so and then they prosecuted the guy and I was like, oh, my God, they prosecuted him for being incompetent. And, and I was like, no. They, and she was like, no, they prosecuted him for, for sabotage, right? So nobody is saying that the Cuban government system was perfect, right? It's a small island that took on the most powerful fucking country after World War II. <laughs> nobody is making that point. But my understanding of the situation is that as long as you always have somebody that you can bribe, right? You're still in the capitalist system. Mm. So like, as long as the U.S. can always bribe someone in Cuba, Cuba <laughs> is going to be Cuba. And same thing with Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, regime change, all of that shit. They, they, you know, they, were, they were trying to make a drone airplane, the CIA... We don't have to get into that. But going back into the into the, the the Knox Library, I think in these movements there is a difficulty in keeping those boundaries because then you also have things like, um, you know, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, agent provocateurs that infiltrate mm-hmm. and then they fucking corrupt the whole system, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what, like like the idea that we could that we've ever had a communist system is kind of crazy to me because there's always capitalist incentive. You can always pay someone to fuck some shit up. I'm, and so for me, Knox Library is pure because all they're doing is spreading books. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, how yeah. are they going to corrupt well, that? <laughs> if they're spreading books, they're doing mutual aid and also like, it's small. I think also when I think about mutual aid, I think about small scale, right? It's like not like not an NGO who right. people get mil, like hundred thousand thousand dollars salaries to keep themselves relevant by not solving the fucking problems. Though I just saw uh, an interview with uh, Jimmy Dore where uh, Joe Rogan was telling Jimmy Dore about this guy uh, that was saying that the reason that we don't solve the problem. For, of uh, un, of homelessness in Los Angeles is because there's people that make six figure salaries and I'm like holy shit and there's like the dude the UN talks about NGOs being corrupted so it's an interesting this is this has gotten really interesting because you've you're fascinated with that Detroit thing that that Detroit spirit because there is this like fine line between like how do you keep it from being corrupted you know like we are still we are still in a capitalist system it's yeah yeah i don't have that answer no no i wasn't asking it to you i'm just saying (laughs) like that's the space where we ended up which is fascinating right how i mean that's this comes and we're going to talk about cults in the future we are we are going to talk about cults in the future what cult was it can you say it if you say children of God, I'm going to fucking it freak out. It wasn't children of God. Jesus it was, Christ, thank God. <laughs> it, it wasn't children of God. It's I, oh, not let me what volunteer. you've heard of. 
let me t- let me volunteer before you you dive in because yeah. my dad was a follower of Yogananda and I still see people post his wisdom and my mom fought really hard to keep me separate from that shit. My dad showed me played a tape of his for w- one time and like it turned out when I when I grew up he was sending him money and not telling her. Anyway, go ahead. What cult what what cult experience did you have growing up? I'm I'm like I'm about to get so shredded. It I it's it's this church in Columbus, Ohio called Xenos. They just changed their name called to Dwell. Xenos. It means alien in Greek. Okay. Listen, it should have been a sign. Uh, but when you're bipolar, I'm also bipolar. And what's up, brethren? I'm not bipolar, but I'm OCD. But, so <laughs> yeah, right. Like so, when you're like, what's real? And someone's like, it's this church that means alien and you're chosen for it and you're like did your parents join this or you did this no i did this okay. i my dumbass did this don't myself. get shred- you're not gonna get shredded because i ju- i did the landmark form and i i that's why i understand this shit all right yep. i have been sucked into this stuff too there are moments in your life where you're in a corporate shitty job and yep. life looks like it's not going anywhere and you try to yep. find meaning and you haven't discovered art fully yet yeah well, this is the thing that's so insidious about it is it's embedded in Columbus's punk community. What? Say that it's again. Embedded. It's, it's a, there is a religious that? cult embedded in Columbus, Ohio's punk community. Punk, punk. Okay. Punk community. And the house show scene, and it was two thousand and five. So you know we were throwing alley cat bike races. I, what's an alley cat bike race? It's um a bike race. It's like a scavenger hunt meets bike race. So it's like you get a bunch of points. You got to get to like the donut shop, the bar, the park, and whoever does it the fastest wins. All right. How well versed are you on cults in general? Fairly. So you you know like about Jonestown and all of yeah. that, yeah. So so if we just I'm scheduling it right now and I'm teasing it right yeah. now, yeah. If we do an episode on cults, <laughs> are you comfortable us just shooting the shit without any preparation? Because yeah, I'm absolutely. trying to I'm I, I'm down to like schedule it yeah. in September. I'm, is, is that I'm cool? Down. I'm super down. Yeah, because this is also like cults are a spectrum. Like I had financial control. I lived in. a four bedroom house with 12 girls. We got double bunk beds up in that house. Um, I was, God put his thumb You better on me. fucking believe I'm going to look up your cult, man. What is it? Xenon? It's, it's Xenos. So it's, they just changed their name to dwell. Look up Xenos well, as a cult. There's literally a website. X E N O S. Oh my God. You have given me so much. I can't even tell you. Your life experience is so f- fucking exciting to me. Xenos yeah. Christian Fellowship, is that it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and I and I I'm can't. not even like I, dude, I'm not teasing you at all. I'm not like this is not yeah. at all condescension. I'm fascinated by this because I have also been manipulated. I yeah. I know that my father has as well. And yep. and to me it's fascinating because um you know, we talked about it being de- about decentralization, and that's kind of how Landmark was. Sometimes yeah. it's a cult of personality. Sometimes yeah. it's not. But yeah. there was also just the Nexium thing that happened recently. You know about that? Yeah, I so, do know about that. So, like, 
I, if if you're into it, like, dude, no, no judgment. I want. I'm. I. I. I'm not. I. I. I'm corrupted by Catholic Catholicism anyway, right? And right. and I totally understand what pulls you in, and I think it's super helpful to like have these conversations because totally. it's fucking crazy. Like, dude, so many things are cults. Right. Well, this is also the thing. Like, this is why I I think about this as a teacher all of the time. And I'm like, okay, how do I not control this education? Right? Like, oh, shit, any position now that I have power in, I'm like, hella aware of it. Uh, in, like, teaching positions, and even within bulk space, not just because I was in a cult, but, like, I think collectively we kind of try to lay low and just like. Do you do you ever do you, do you ever get in out. situations where you're like, oh, this motherfucker, he doesn't fit. <laughs> where it's in like, oh, this guy wants to take control because there's always that fucking danger. James, <laughs> Jim Jones no. is always always looking like. So if you look, one of the well, things there's five that you, of us when we're not. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm teasing. Oh. I, oh, I just meant in general when it when you're leaders? not 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 like whenever you're in a like let's say a an art talk just to keep it super broad mm. you know yeah. like you go to an art talk and you're like oh that guy is like fucking crazy cult of personality guy yeah yeah <laughs> or you're okay. at the bar and you're yes! like <laughs> and like this person starts talking to me and I'm like I'm more well versed in this than you. I'm going to depart this situation <laughs> because I'm not fucking buying it, you know? <laughs> like but yeah, I yep. I have a friend that I joke with that I'm like you could be a cult leader if you wanted. I'm like I was in one so I can tell you how. <laughs> Well, I started a podcast and uh, it barely has listenership. So obviously I couldn't start a cult, but <laughs> maybe mean, with time, maybe <laughs> with time I can get, uh, or actually maybe my content should be more about like your life and how I can get in your brain and how you could feel better about yourself if you just watch the show, you know, like watch what's my thesis because it's a question. It's not an answer. <laughs> oh shit we're maybe i am good at it <laughs> i was just about to say you had d- double fingers on that one uh, yeah. all right i've had a lovely time with you i don't want to keep you too long because right now i know i have a million fucking questions i feel like we hit on the uh i feel like we started a co- talk about collaboration i feel like I trust that you can handle my bullshit because you've looked at some of my stories and you know how full of shit I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like we hit on a pretty good, broad, mutual, like interest Mm -hmm. spectrum where, 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 where we have a complete episode with plenty more to cover. And uh, I'm going to end the recording right now. I'm going to cool. say goodbye to the guests. And then I'm going to book you for uh, September because I'm a little behind on booking. And I definitely want to have this episode. You want to have this yes. episode? I, uh, the, the episode about cults. Oh, God. Yeah. Is, I, you know, I, uh, I love true crime in general. But, man, cult is like I maybe because it has a person and maybe because I've never been close to murdered or raped but like I haven't close to like convinced that I should give all my money to an organization like I 
I, uh, my, my, when I was like 20 something, my dad bailed me out of that shit. He paid my, my, my debt on them. And it wasn't like Scientology debt. It was only like two grand, but like, bro, I just started my fucking working career. That's a lot to just fucking like, that's a laptop, (laughs) you know? So I want you to know that like, we we have an understanding. This is not yep. like I want to have this crazy bitch on so that I can tell her <laughs> how she's like. No, it's like yo, and that's kind of my interest in true crime in general, right? Like yep. just the idea of like we try to define humanity as this pure thing, but it's not. It's it's fucking base and animal. And <laughs> yeah. anyway, well, on that note, say something and then. Oh, did you want to promote some stuff? Sorry. <laughs> I'll promote it next time. We're going to talk about cults and then I'll promote some stuff. Your cult? Bulk, mi- bulk makes books. Yeah. Bulk makes books. Okay. It's going to be ready by then. Uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, mine is cl- at Claire Gatto and bulks is at bulk. And then I will be promoting them on our Instagram, which is at, uh, I was going to say my company's name because I have it so ingrained in my brain which is mm-hmm. the problem <laughs> that's another cult right wait hold on let me i'm like wait did i just say the wrong instagram hold on no no i was gonna say like literally my employer's name <laughs> because i type it out so many times uh no uh, we're at uh what's my thesis which is the uh question that you should come to a meeting to have answered <laughs> there are no answers here only questions <laughs> you should come answer it for yourself there you go we're on to actually you know what next episode come back next uh, episode with claire gato gato <laughs> not gato gato which is not the uh, spanish i'm from ohio so we say i just straight up say gato like gato it's a, like it's a gun like, that's a spanish gun <laughs> i'm gonna shoot you with my gato <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, Uh, check us out next week. Thank you for listening.